The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. And welcome to a brand new episode of the panel discussion. You're on for comic book and pop culture talk every single week right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts, and alongside with me, the one, the only, Schmidt here. Yep, I am here as uh, as the norm, uh, holding tried and true. Uh, had a good week, uh, found a few few gems in my hunts, not too many. But, oh, I got to uh, hear about it. Well, I found uh, last week, Thursday, we went to the wonderful uh, Eastern Hills Mall, yeah. the Niagara Emporium. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I got myself a Lewis Tully original Ghostbusters action figure for like 15 bucks. That's it's pretty in cool. great shape. Just yeah. didn't have his proton pack, but... In package or out? Out, but it was in great shape. Okay, and it was almost like serendipitous because then when I got home, I didn't even know that I had pre-ordered the. They re-released the Ecto one. Okay, um, from the the Ghostbusters toy line at uh, it's a Walmart exclusive, and I pre-ordered it, and I had no idea that they shipped it. When I got home, it was there waiting. So it was oh, like, good. Ah, oh, I got Lewis Tully. I could just strap him right on top <laughs> of the Ecto one. Um, and it's cool. It's like exactly as I remembered it as a kid. I had it as a kid, and then it got destroyed through all the play. But it's like. Legit verbatim, straight up repackage. Um, they had done that like a few years ago with the Ninja Turtles. They re-released the Turtle Van. Uh, Turtle Van. Yeah, they're actually doing that again, which is also a Walmart exclusive. They're releasing uh, the main three turtles um, on their vintage card back re-release, and then they're also doing uh, the Turtle Van and I believe the Turtle Blimp, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, very good. So when that blimp comes out, that was one thing I never got as a kid. That's going to have to be a must. You got to have must. that. You got to avenge your childhood. I think that's what, what the best part of being an adult is: avenging, is avenging your childhood. Yeah, yeah, this is true. This is. I true. never. I literally just made that up off the top of my head. But man, when I got my own money, holy shit! Yeah, like that. I have. <laughs> I never had the Technodrome as a kid. I never had the sewer playset as a kid. Um, I mean, my parents were great. Don't get me wrong. No, like, I don't want to take away from that. But obviously, yeah. you, you're not going to spend. You're not get especially like they're the not tur- gonna let you spend their money the way well, that you want to spend. Yeah, them. and the sewer place that I remember at the time that was like that was hard to come by. Yeah, that was hard to find for so. sure, for sure. So yeah. it's been a good week. Um, and right, right over here I got Baron Baron von Kushner the third. How was your how how you doing today, Baron? <laughs> yes, yes. You you smell that, Matthew? Uh, you smell it? Is it bo? Mm, no, no, no. Fresh. Mr. Smitty, do you smell that sweet, sweet smell of dew in the air? Yes. Yeah, I smell Baron's pretty good. Like dew, like, like morning dew? Yeah, like it's, is that what you mean? Yes, you see, it is a, a putrid absence among us today. There's no porcupine Jones for me to have to s- suffer through. So, of course, it's a great night, easy night for Mr. Von Kirshner III. I shall sit back and enjoy your tales of books from comics and panels and pods. Uh, and I shall have a nice easy night. Perhaps I'll sit back with a smoke and a pancake. Yes, I do a enjoy. Smoke and a pancake? Yes, huh? flapjacks, you see. Oh, that's a good combo. Strawberry, I never really thought of. blueberry. What, do you, what, do you, what is your smoke of choice? 
Oh, okay. just a regular Cuban, you see. Oh, you're Cuban? Oh. Yes. <laughs> Those aren't illegal here anymore, right? Not anymore, no. I can smoke them uh, diligently out in public, you see. Mm. I could blow the smoke in unsuspecting passenger passerby's faces and then not a word they could say, you see. Mm. Yes. <laughs> you see, I have this smoking coat for a reason, Master Matthew. Mm. Yes. Mm. Everything makes sense. You know what I like in my flapjacks, Baron? Uh... One time I went, you remember when Denny's used to do the build your own pancakes? Mm-hmm. And I just like, I threw everything in there that I thought would be delicious. And it was fucking fantastic. It was white chocolate chips, <gasps> walnuts. No, wait, sorry, not walnuts, pecans. So it was oh. white chocolate chips, pecans, bacon strips, and uh, like little bits of bacon. Yeah. It was heaven. It was heaven. That's very good. It was heaven, which is a place on earth. What do you think about that, Baron? You ever try those? <laughs> just, no. You see, that's preposterous. Uh, just regular flapjacks for me, thank you. A little buttermilk. A little buttermilk, yes? Mm? Mm? Some sweet maple syrup from Vermont. Freshly dripped from the maple trees up there in the northeast. Yes, that's how it's done, you see. Well, teach their own, Baron. Teach, teach their, their own, own. Yes, For yes. sure, for sure. A uh, little bit of light w- new week of... Pop culture news. We got away. It should be well. We'll run through it pretty quickly. Yeah. Um. Two. Well, we had one comic book movie release, which we're not going to talk about in depth today. We're always, of we'll course, give a general kind of yeah, uh, non-spoiler. Let people uh, get the opportunity to uh, to see it for themselves. I've seen it. Matt. Matt has also seen I've it. Seen it. Um, uh, Sunday night. We watched it on HBO Max. See, I I have been friggin' waking up every morning at four throughout the week. And like it, it's been insufferable because every night my wife gets home and we, you know, kick the kids to bed and we try to watch a movie. And there are movies like I really do want to watch. And I get fucking like 20 minutes in and I pass out. Right. And then I wake up and the credits are rolling. I'm like, son of a bitch. Yeah. Like, like literally, uh, we went to go watch that The Hunt movie. It's kind of like Running Man, but oh, more, okay. politi- yeah, yeah. More, more politics. Yeah. Um, and I, I was enjoying it and I fell asleep. And then the next night, I'm like, well, I didn't have time to catch up on that because I can't watch that with the kids around. No. I mean, I could, but, you know, Child Protective Services might come. <laughs> yeah, probably be bad. Yeah. Uh, and then the next night, we went to go watch that well, one. you know what? Hold on. My aunt and uncle took my cousin when he was two to go see Jurassic Park, and well, he turned out okay. Uh, yeah, like, the hunt was, like, people getting their heads blown off. Yeah, but Jurassic Park is people getting eaten. Yeah, but it's Spielberg. I, guess. I used that excuse to go see Amistad when Spielberg? I was like when I was a little kid. But it's R. Yeah, but it's Spielberg. <laughs> okay. I guess for historical Just- for historical relevance. Um but then um yeah, so we did that and then uh we went to go watch uh Freaky, the one with Vince Vaughn, where it's like a play on Freaky Friday but with a serial killer. Ah, uh, okay. And I was enjoying that too. I fell asleep. Suicide Squad, fell asleep. I had that one I got to rewatch. That's good. That one I made a, a, a poignant effort to rewatch. Um, it was worth it. Yeah, I was so I enjoyed good. that. Um, uh, yeah, and then like we uh, we went to go watch a like a movie that I've been waiting to go on Prime. You know how that happens? It's like I want to watch this movie, but I'm a cheapskate, so I'm not gonna pay for yeah. it. Yeah. So it finally goes on Prime. We go to watch it last night, and fell yeah, fell asleep. That are one I watched. You, are you this an narcoleptic? No, I just because I wake up so early that like by. If uh, I, I think, when you're actually relaxing, sit down, relax. Yeah, like I think I have to be doing something. Like Tuesday nights, I'm fine because we're doing this. Yeah. Like if if we were just sitting here watching a movie, I'd be out in like 20 minutes. Right. 
So I have to be like physically engaged with something. I gotcha. So I had a friend who was a narcoleptic. I know that has nothing to do with your story. No, I, I could imagine that's got to be pretty. He was terrifying. running on the treadmill and passed out. It was, kind of, <laughs> it was, it was bad. At the high school, funny, bad. funny. It, was, it was funny, bad. And he actually fell asleep during a high school wrestling match, too. I have a funny story about treadmills. Yes. Around the subject. I used to work at Dick's Sporting Goods, as uh, you may know. I did, too. And I worked in uh, exercise. I worked at the one in uh, right here in Amherst. It's now uh, it's not there anymore. They moved it. But, yeah. Um, I used to work in the exercise department. And one time I was showing this family, they had two boys, all the treadmills. And to to use the treadmills, you had to get the employee, and then they'd bring the keys over to turn them on, so that way people couldn't fuck around with them. Yeah. So I had a couple different keys, and their sons, which were like, they were like 12, 13, 14 age range. They're using the one treadmill, and they're like running on it, and I'm like, okay, they're fine. I'll go over here, and I'll show the treadmills to the these treadmills to their parents. So I look over, and the one kid's running on the treadmill, and his brother, being the fucking prick he is, just keeps upping the speed. To an ungodly fucking speed. <laughs> and the kid's just trying to keep up, right? So he starts holding on to the treadmill, which most people would do. And you could tell, like, their feet start falling back, right? So finally his legs just give out. And he's still holding on to the treadmill, right? Oh, my God. So the, the belt's going. The guy's legs are dragging. And then all of a sudden his pants just zip down to his ankles because he's wearing, like, sweatpants. And, of course, he wasn't wearing underwear, so you see his bare ass oh, just no. up in the air. And his brother's laughing, just bumping <laughs> the speed up more and more and more. What a prick. And finally, the kid lets go, and the treadmill takes him and, like, throws him backwards into a stack full of perfect push-ups. Oh, no. Like, we had, like, a big display yeah, of Yeah, pr- boxes. He just, he just flies into it. He's fucking dick flopping in the air. Ass <laughs> out. <laughs> And I'm just like trying not to laugh. His parents were like, the mother was mortified. The father was like pissed, but laughing at the same time. <laughs> His brother, like the, that was the best thing. The brother just kept laughing the whole time. <laughs> the one who was bumping the speed up. It was one of the, probably the highlight of working at that store. Yeah, that's a pretty good story. I have a treadmill story from when I was six or seven. It was it's it's a good one too. Maybe not as funny as that. Maybe and then I, the best part was like after the kid was like, "Yeah, I'm okay." The dad's like, "How's your dick? You get you get treadmill burn <laughs> on your dick?" He's like, "I'm good, Dad. I'm good." <laughs> that shit hurts. Oh yeah, oh, I yeah. did it backed up against the wall in my parents' basement in my underwear. Oh, my dad loves telling this story. <laughs> I was going. Ba- I was. I seen my uncle do it like at a party like the weekend prior. He was going backwards on it. This going fast, so I start doing it. Bare ass underwear. I was probably like, yeah, five or six, and I fucking trip. <laughs> Again, my dad loves telling this story. I'm just spinning in a circle into the wall, just, just covered head like to toe in brush, per- looking like Sonic the Hedgehog. I wanted those speed things, and my dad. I remember oh. my dad puts down. He was playing the Super Nintendo. He puts it down and runs over, shuts the machine off. He goes, "What are you thinking?" <laughs> he loves that story. Absolutely loves that story. But um. But, yeah, so Suicide Squad came out very, very good. We're going to, of course, a lot more detail we're going to talk about next week. Uh, we're going to keep it spoiler-free this week. I It is up there with my new age DC movies. It, I, it might be one or tied for one with me. Shazam is my current number one. Okay. Again, this is not including Dark Knight, Christian Bale, yeah, we're talking Batman. Like this is new age Starting DC. with Man of Steel on? Correct. Okay. Correct. Uh, Shazam has been number one. Suicide Squad 2 might be like right there, neck and neck or above it, just above it. I didn't stop laughing the entire time, and I thought they did a be- I think they did a better job of character development without giving backstories. Yes. I cared way more about the characters in this movie. Agreed. Um, yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, 
so with that being said, it's uh, from what I've seen, apparently it is not doing well. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, Unless it's because HBO Max. I mean, uh, I have a feeling it's it's a couple reasons. It H- won the box office. I mean, it won, but obviously competitions are not very tight not very right strong now. right now. Yeah. Uh, I think it's HBO Max. I still think it's the current state of the world. Um, I do think they like. I love the fact that it's R, but you're definitely alienating a lot of your demographic, and I feel it's suffering the same reason why Birds of Prey suffered. Like Harley Quinn's demographic is young teenage girls right and now they can't see the movie so um yeah that's true but i mean i I, unfortunately i have a feeling it's going to be one of those like a cult cult film it's not going to make a lot now which unfortunately like yeah uh, especially with the state of time warner uh getting taken over by discovery um they don't care if it's loved by fans they just want bottom line did it make money or didn't it right so go see it because it, it's a fun time. Um, just I hope that, you know, it does well. So artistic visions of directors and good films and fun films are keep being made instead of these copy-paste carbon copies. Yeah, Especially is... with, like, R-rated movies. Like, studios are definitely afraid to do R-rated movies for that reason. Oh, yeah. I mean, Disney was super anti-R-rated movie, but they had to or forced their hand was forced with Deadpool. You know, you and even that, they're it. not going to release it under the Disney banner. They're releasing it under a different banner. Oh, kind are of like, they? Okay. Kind of like how they used to, like Disney, they owned Touchstone. That was Disney. Right. So they just had that brand. So they could they release... own Aliens now, too, right? I think yeah, they own Alien, they, they, and that's never going to be good. I forget what they, what they're, they're going to retool the, I think, 20th Century Fox somehow. So it's obviously Fox will not be in the name. Right. But um, just a way so they can release R-rated films and it won't tarnish the Disney image. Brand. Right, yeah. I got you. Okay, so. so that makes sense. But yeah, I mean, if if you can go see it, you know, go, please go see this movie. It is, it has legit been one of my favorites this year. I think between the two superhero movies released this year, that's my favorite one. And I mean, again, it's there's, we still have a lot more to go. Yeah, I mean, I, we still got Chi, we still got Eternals, we still got Venom, we got Spider Man, Far From uh, No Way Home. I yeah. saw some of those figures at the store today. Did you? Yeah, some of the not like the the ones that are geared toward kids, like the five points of articulation, the real basic ones. But it's weird, like Mysterio's in the line. And it was like Spider Man. Well, he's supposed to be in this movie, I think. I maybe I don't know. Um, uh, you know, uh, Iron Spider's in it. They made a Iron Spider toy. They had like the only villain that they had was Mysterio, which I thought was odd. Hmm. I hope. I mean, I I hope he. I think he's supposed to be in it. I Actually, hope so no, too. I know because that was like that was a very good role by. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, he's an underrated actor. I like him in most things that and, I've seen. Like him. I didn't. I hated the Mysterio character before, and I really, really cared about Mysterio after that. So, yeah, uh, it was a good, good performance. But yeah, uh, but still yeah, got a it lot was up to go. There. Yeah, yeah. still got a lot of comic book movies coming out. Yep. Um, Jungle Cruise came out. Yeah, was it last said, weekend. I see. No, I think it, it was. It, it, it came, came out Friday. Came, came out Friday. Friday. I seen it actually. We, we, me and the family went to the drive-in. Oh, nice. Oh, so so nice. it was a double feature with uh, Escape Room Two. It was oh, terrible. Jesus. It was I didn't so even know bad. What, really. Oh, yeah. Like, what was the one I just saw a trailer for? Um, it was probably that. Don't breathe or something. Oh too? God. Like what? Maybe yeah. that was. I don't know. There was some. Uh, there was the first one was apparently really good. My parents and my sister had seen the first one. Second one, it just it was too quick. I didn't know what the heck was going on. Yeah. 
uh it, it went by the movie went by as a whole like very quickly like i was like oh my god i have to be up at 6 30 in the morning sunday to go do recording like i'm at the drive-in watch this movie i don't care about uh, the concept was good the execution was poor uh, was poor but it was actually it was a really it was like saw it was like a, it was saw like an adventure style saw okay very very weird now my only my only concern with jungle cruise and i'm gonna see it but i'm, I'm most like i'm probably gonna wait till it's on disney plus for no additional charge um it, like uh, my concern is it is it like jumanji again like pl- i i hope it's not mm. i mean those movies to are a, good they're to fun. an ex- uh, no okay good no i think there's a, it's a little bit more deeper of a story than 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 that okay good um it it i i thought it was good i thought it was one of the rocks better roles uh i mean i'm not going to spoil too much but, but like, it, it's a classic rock role but you know, it's it's. I feel like I I got a little bit more personality out of him this time good. around, and good. him and Emily Blunt were very very good. They had some other wonderful actors and actresses in there. It was a fun story, and they did a good job of playing on the ride, which is like so important for me. I agree. if you're gonna do a movie based on a ride, you have to have the lore surrounding the ride. Yeah, and there was a lot of quips, a lot of jokes, a lot of. Uh, things seen in the movie that were a wonderful reference to the ride, and I think if you've ever writ- written Jungle Cruise and Magic Kingdom, uh, you'll appreciate some of those little early, you know, early references. That's great because so, uh, I mean, I, I like if you take the first parts of the Caribbean movie, for example, like they did a great job of incorporating, you know, the Tortuga, the the, the place where the pirates go for yep, for hanging out. And uh, they did a great job of the... The dog the, with the keys? Yeah, the dogs the with the keys. Yep. They did the, the friggin' Cursed Pirates. Yeah. Um, all that stuff was amazing. I It's what... Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, for me, love those films. I know some of them aren't great, but I don't care. I still love them. Yeah, they are fun. But uh, I feel like with Jungle Cruise, that's what I wanted. I wanted them to reference Trader Sam, which I know they it's a gender-swapped role, but yeah. Trader Sam's there. Uh, reference some of the stuff, like the backside of water, uh, classics from the the Jungle Cruise ride, yeah. and I watched um, on Disney Plus. They have a a series um, behind the attraction, and each episode they talk about a different um, attraction, uh, one of the different rides. And one of the episodes is all about the Jungle Cruise, and you could tell like Jungle Cruise was supposed to come out. The movie was supposed to come out last year. Yeah, so they had this show up and ready to go. Like the movie had been out. Mm. And people have already seen it. So there it. were some spoilers. There was okay. some. I wouldn't say spoilers, but like just like in the Jungle Cruise movie, like you're right. promoting this movie as if people have seen it and it's not even out yet. I got. Gotcha. Um, but I was glad to see even the clips from that. It's like okay, they're referencing like the backside of water. They're referencing some of the animal animatronics that are in the the uh, the ride. So I'm happy to see that. I'm excited to see it, but I just can't swallow that thirty dollar plus. No, that's tough. For that that's, that's, a, that's a tough one. No, I don't blame you for waiting on it. Like I said, it was really good. I was happy when seeing it for the drive-in. I thought it was a perfect drive-in flick. Um, but, yeah, I can understand that one. I spent 30 bucks on it. Yeah. Uh, next up, Bad Batch, the Viscera spot, right before the finale, right before the main event. Big Great Daddy, episode. Big Daddy V. Big Daddy V, baby. Uh, what a very solid episode, right? This is the second to last one. See the yes, the thing I liked about this is it took me in a different direction than I expected. Uh that I didn't even anticipate. Like I did not anticipate um the 
the band getting back together. Like Crosshair, like what's going on with Crosshair? Yeah, like, he takes out his troops. What takes out? But the then he still, but he's then he's, he's still, still like, kind of loyal leading. to the Empire because uh, he knows he probably knows he's not trusted in a sense. But I he also I admitted think he does because yeah. he's like he just killed his own men like out of like out of nowhere. But then he's still pleading with the rest of the Bad Batch to join the Empire. To join right. the Empire, and that's true. The Empire. They have no allegiance to him at all. Like, he has to see the writing on the wall. Like, he's right. the last clone. They yeah. even said that. Like, all the other clones have been sent elsewhere except for him. Right. So why would he think bringing in his brothers, you know— Would help it out. Would, would, would they, they'd be treated any different, especially right. the, with the track record they have, you know? Being against the Empire, yeah. right, this and that. So, it was, yeah, it was definitely a weird spot. Uh, I was, like—all right, from a storyline perspective— you know, getting involved with the character and, and all that. I was sad when he said that his chip had been deactivated. Or taken you believe out. that or not? Well, he does have a scar in that area. I don't know if you noticed that. He has like a little. It looks like a, a scar in that area, in that little area. But well, like, it's hard to tell because he's got like all those burn marks from the previous episode. Yeah, that is true. Him. I don't know. I don't know if I believe him. Like, no. I mean, because in the in the first episode, like he does go, he does have it. I mean, but we haven't seen him through and through, so it is possible that maybe they took it out to see his test his loyalty to the Empire. It is possible. I would like I would like you know, that would be cool. I, I didn't even think about that, but how cool would that be if they did take it out and he's just like the bad batches together again and then we get I mean, that's just something more to look forward to for season two. Right? But I think I, that's I the know. way they're going. Either that or he sacrifices himself right. to protect it like I mean, obviously, uh, the fact that they did announce that they are going forward with season two, kind of like, put. Obviously, we know that the main cast, not all of them, are going to be in mortal peril. Right. Like, if they hadn't announced that, and people may be under the impression that this might be a one and done. Yeah. Obviously, we don't see these characters in rebels. Yeah, they should have waited. They probably should have waited till the I agree. finale had been done and over with. Um, but I mean, one or two of them could go. Um, so who knows? Um, yeah, should be interesting to see where it goes. Yeah. I felt like there was an, also, it was like an end of an era with them blowing up Camino. Camino. I mean, not the whole planet. They just blew up that one cloning facility. Yeah. I mean, there are other cloning facilities on the planet, but they were more, uh, they weren't like the high tech be all. It wasn't like that. Yeah. There were some secret ones cause, and I know it's considered, Legends, I I think technically, but this kind of destroys any hope of I think Star Killer from Force Unleashed being not necessarily a, because there are other bases. There, are, I I don't know. I think that's the main one. I feel like that's the main, main one, but there are other like bases. I think, oh, there are there, there are, are other little... there are other cloning facilities. It, they're just not as state of the art. They weren't the main facility. I got you. So I don't know because that that was the city that was the city aspect of it right where where Star Killer was reborn recreated and Force Unleashed yeah. two even though it was a garbage game uh, the first one was good the first one was great yeah. two was cra- trash yeah but um but yeah so uh, there's a little disappointment in that that they're gonna move away from that but it yeah kind of an end of an era it feels like because I mean that's got to be a wrap for Camino for the most part right I can't see they going they back killed there. off Tonwi. Yep, they killed off almost everybody. Uh, all Lama the Kaminoans. Yeah, Lamasu. Yep. All the main Kaminoans. Um, and your facility has been emptied out. Yeah, completely. they have the one left. But the one, like, I forget the character's name. The one, 
Kimonian cloner. So, yeah. but um, I thought that was cool too, like the back door entrance with the tube and the. Yeah, that was liked, really neat. Yeah, I would have liked some cool. little hidden spots. I thought that was pretty neat. I I love hidden like stuff like that. Yeah. Um. So it was pretty cool. You know, the the the, the Bad Batch like okay, you know, they found out where they were created at. Um. You know, a little special place, but, uh, but yeah, I de- definitely felt like okay, they're you know this is. Camino was like one of the I'm not gonna say one of the last, but it was one of the bigger like major storyline cities of the original the prequel trilogy. Yeah, and you just kind of you killed it off in, in you know for good storyline purposes. But man, I would have loved to hear what like the lore you know continuation of Camino like what's Camino looking like? Uh, you know, is their pro- cloning program still in effect? This and that they completely wrote it out of the remainder of Star Wars pretty much. Yeah, uh, it's 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 meaningfulness in the rest of Star Wars. Um, uh, but it made it made sense. It definitely made the Empire come off a little, a lot more heelish. Yeah, heelish. Bunch um, of dick bags. Bunch of dick bags. Um, do you do you think they're going to bring in Boba and this series uh, season I, of this series? Or do you think they're going to wait? I don't know. I feel like a Boba appearance would be cool, but it might be worth waiting. I feel like we have to get one of the big bads, like one of the big big time villains. Like maybe a, I don't know anymore. Like I felt like a, seeing like a Vader or a Boba or Emperor or something, just like shock value for the just just to have for some purpose uh, to close off the season would be like cool. I don't know how you would go about it. Yeah, but I mean, what a cliffhanger though! What a, what a cliffhanger this episode left off on with yep. the clones inside. Um, yeah, how the hell are they getting out of there? How are they getting out? Right, their ship's pretty much destroyed. You got to swim. Yep. You know, it's it's all water. It's 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 crazy. I do hope they kind of go. I do hope they kind of explore the the old uh, the old Camino a little bit. I do. I like underwater Camino. What what it was before? Yeah. The big floods came. I think. I hope they kind of go that route somehow a little bit. But so you can explore what Camino used to look like, and because we've only read about it in comics or read about it in lore, mm-hmm. we don't really know about that that aspect of Camino. But it's a it's a pretty major part. But um, so yeah, season finale drops on Friday. Uh, by the time this episode releases on Thursday. The day prior, the very first Marvel What Ifs will be dropping, uh, yep. animated series. So that should be a pretty. I actually thought we we I missed it, but um, so that's pretty cool. I know a lot of people are excited. I used to love the What If comic books, but um, you know to finally get those rolling, still get some Marvel content, even though it doesn't mean a whole lot in the grand scheme of things. Um, just some really cool animation style, a chance for Marvel to kind of compete with DC in the animated you know department. Yeah. Um... The uh, I guess the first episode is going to be the Peggy Carter episode. What if they gave Peggy Carter the superhero soldier serum? Yep. Instead of Steve Rogers, so that's uh, gonna that looks interesting because you got Red Skull aspect. You got Steve Rogers in like kind of like a mock Ironmonger suit, but it's like looks like a tank. Yeah. Peggy Carter suited up, um, and uh, there's there's heavy rumors that she. Um, Haley Atwell is going to reprise her role as Sharon Carter as Captain Britain. Oh, in either uh, the Spider-Man movie or the Doctor Strange movie. Oh, very good. Yeah, I hope so. So, like, I thought originally that these were going to be like one and done throwaways, but with the multiverse coming into effect, some of these animated shows might actually have some weight to them later down the line. We might be seeing some of these interpretations of characters we knew actually come back into the fold just 
bananas. Yeah. Bananas. So, but that, that I'm looking forward to that one. That one's going to be cool. No, that'll be good. I, I, I am looking... I am excited to see how they include it with the the rest of the MCU. Um, I think that's it for live action stuff news. Oh, uh, Idris Elba is going to play Knuckles in Sonic Two. I did want to acknowledge that that was just announced today, Tuesday. So the are they 10th. doing? They're doing Tails and Knuckles in Sonic Two. Yeah, yeah, they're introducing Tails mm-hmm. and Knuckles. I still have to see the first one, and I'm mad was, at myself that I wait. I, I, I heard it was pleasantly it was up there. surprised by it. How good it was. Good. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. The kids good. enjoyed it. It wasn't one of those, it was one of those movies I could watch, and I'm usually not one for bringing an animated character into the live action world right. and then doing stuff. But the Sonic, it made sense. It was a good story, um, and I think a lot of people gave it a shot because they actually listened to the fans. That's a fucking novel idea. After that first god awful, oh that bad looking one. That's why when that happened, I was like, okay, finally a production company, a movie making director. Is like is listening, and yeah. yeah, like that was it was, it was abomination. <laughs> that looked awful. Yeah, and I got really nervous because it was supposed to release around the same time COVID started to break out last year. Yeah, it released like right before, right though. before it. So it I was, was like, like, oh no, it's gonna like kill the box last office. Big, but people were box buying office it. blockbuster. But yeah. people were buying it, uh, you know, paying for it, digital release and all that stuff. It was really really cool. So, um, well, I still have to see. It. Yeah, but the fact that people came together to support this. You know, being listened to was was neat. That first Sonic was... And it opened, it opened the door for finally another Super Mario movie. Yes. So that's huge. Yeah. Hey, more video game movies, the better. As long I as they're done As well. long as they're done right. And, yeah. Which, they don't have a great track record. No. They're like... There's like they're like three and 20 <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when it comes to video game movies. Pretty Not bad. good. Not pretty good. Pretty bad. Um, they uh, announced the opening of the Star Wars Hotel... For Walt Disney World, mm-hmm. holy Christ! Sell a kidney. It's the only way you're staying there. Yeah. It's like six grand for two nights. Yeah, I know they're talking like a fully immersive. Like, it doesn't even sound like a vacation. Like, it's like fully immersive. Like, you'll sit in your hotel room and they'll knock on your door and be like, "Hey, guess what? We got a mission. Let's go." Fuck off! <laughs> like, I'm taking a shit. <laughs> it's a goddamn vacation. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like, yeah I wouldn't. I know leave some my people. Hotel. I know some people do that. It's like they go on vacation and they have a fucking itinerary for every goddamn second of the day, and it's like that's not a vacation. That's like that's a job times a hundred that you're paying for. Um, so, I mean, being a huge Star Wars fan, I don't even sound like it doesn't even sound like it's something that I'd want to even do. No, you probably you know what you probably could do though. Well, you can't stay. There. You obviously can't stay. There. No. There's no fucking. And I work. think it's like in the park. Because they say, like, if you stay there, your admittance to Hollywood Studios is included in your hotel stay. So I think it's actually in the fucking park, like, right in Star Wars land. Yeah. Well. Which it would have to, because, like, they run you down to fucking fly in the Falcon and stuff. So I think it, it would have to be in the park. Be like you, you know how they, well, they I know, say, I know Animal Kingdom has like their own their own like yeah yeah one yeah that's right in the that, park that's right in the park pretty much that's possible. I just want to know if, if you can go and walk through it. The hotel? The hotel area. No, I doubt it. I doubt it. You like, think they'll, they'll oh, block God, it off? Yeah, I think they'll block it off. They've done it now where, like, when you go there, like, because people used to stay at the value resorts and then go to the pools yeah. and the high-end resorts. You can't do that anymore. They put gated fences around the pools. If you're taking if you're taking transportation. Oh, because you, oh, you have a scan. You yeah, a you got the scan band, the magic oh, band. Oh, that's fucking So smart. to get into the pool, you got to scan your magic band. To, for the doors of the pool to open so you get in the oh, pool. Oh. I thought I was like, yeah, the 
idea of the century. No, but... people were doing that forever. No, because I know what, uh, was it Port Orleans or whatever? Or Port Orleans, the French quarters had a really nice pool. Yeah. The Swan, so you... the Swan in, uh, uh, the, the Polynesian all yeah. had really, really yep. cool pools. And... So they, they literally put gates around them. Oh, my God. So that you have to scan your magic band. That's sad. They fucking know, man. I mean, they're smart. They've done it. it they've smart. done it now. Where like, remember, you used to have that refill cup. Yeah, they did this years ago. Where it's like, yeah, yeah you, we used to keep those. You used to use them throughout the yeah. entire week. Well, don't you get people used to bring them? Like, oh, I went last year. I'm just gonna bring this cup again, yeah. so that way I don't have to pay twenty five dollars. They change it. They put day. a fucking chip in the cup. Are you serious? No, I swear to God, there's a chip in the cup, and it you pay for X amount of days. Like, you pay for either a week or four days or five days or however long you're going to be there. It's a different price per how long you spend. And if, say, you buy it for four days, on that fifth day you go to use it, it will not register and your cup will not fill. Get the fuck out. On top of that, if you fill your cup, you can't refill that cup for another five minutes. So you can't, like, fill it and put it in something else. Oh, my God. I love the cups. They're fucking, like, they, were they cool. are. I drank so much root beer when I finally got, like, that was my first taste of root beer. And that's all I would drink. I'm telling you, like, they realize, like, we got a problem here. People are bringing their old cups in. They're jumping pools of yeah. pools. Let's that's show smart, these, but... these magic bands. They're great. You can get in the parks and get on the rides. And, oh, now we can use them for to track all of our guests at all times, <laughs> see where they're going, where they shouldn't go. Well, we won't, we won't let them into the other. Like, because all the ritzy people are like, the fuck, man? I paid for the Polynesian, and these motherfuckers are coming in here? Yeah. Stinking up my pool? Stinking up my pool, peeing in my pool. Exactly. I guess that's, yeah, that's a fair point. So. But damn, they're they're leaving no, no, no stone no, unturned. No, no stone unturned. Yeah, they know what they're, they're doing. They're going to molest you for every dollar you have. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'll let you know when I go up in uh, October. How uh, how crazy money grubby they are! Oh, I bet. So I bet. Unbelievable, unbelievable. So, so yeah, yeah, like six grand for fucking two nights. Crazy, crazy. I'll never sniff six six thousand dollars. I will never sniff six thousand dollars collectively of my life. Crazy, <laughs> I craziness. It better come with like lightsaber, like real lightsabers. It, it it's that is nuts. What? I know Disney's like this big time billions and billions dollar corporation, but what happened to like making things like economic? Like I feel like Walt Disney, like Walt, the original Walt Disney. Oh, they left. Who opened his, it? They his they, vision has been pissed on. No, they left his vision in the dust decades ago. Yeah, in the nineties they left his vision. In oh the yeah. Dust. So yeah. Which, I mean, that was a renaissance. So, I mean, they renaissance their animation, but as far as, like, how they operate, I mean, they own all these stations, they own all these programs, all these studios, just conglomerate, but whatever, you know? I still love Disney. Of course. No, it's hard not to. (laughs) And they know it. They know it, too. They got their built-in audience. Yeah, for sure. Um, So, there's that. Um, Some toy news. Yeah. Uh, last week I was talking about the, the Power Rangers Lightning Collection doing that crossover with the Turtles. Uh, and before we recorded last week, uh, they had released images of the the Leonardo as the Blue Ranger, the Donatello as the Black Ranger, two-pack. They released images of the Michelangelo as the Yellow Ranger and the April O'Neil as the Pink Ranger, two-pack. And then I assumed it was going to be Red Ranger, Green Ranger, Raphael and Shredder. Well, they threw a curveball in there. They gave you a two-pack of Raphael as the Red Ranger, but
but he comes with Tommy dressed up as a foot soldier. Which I thought that was pretty cool because that is in the comic book. And then the freaking next day they released images, which is a deluxe figure. It comes by itself, but it's massive. Looks sweet as hell. Uh, Shredder as the Green Ranger. Looks awesome. Um, I, I'm i going to hold off on these myself. I did not pre- okay. I did not order these right off the bat. I have a... Even the Power Rangers Lightning Collection, a lot of those went on clearance. So I'm going to play the long game on them. See if they go deep discount because it's kind of a niche it is very unique yeah Yeah, it is very unique that not everybody's going to be reaching for some people don't like the crossover toys yeah um i sometimes don't care for the crossover toys uh why is that up okay never mind um (laughs) sorry one of my episodes apparently was released and i did not uh mean for it to do that so um anyways but yeah so it's it's, uh cybertron well i'll be damned Skynet, I meant. Skynet. I mean, Cybertron, maybe. Either or. Same difference. (laughs) What the fudge? I mean, I guess that's cool. (laughs) Must be Porcupine Jones. Oh, son of a gun. Baron, you think it's a... He's not that tech savvy, is he? (laughs) Degenerate tissue. (laughs) Oh, Baron. You are are so peachy. The bee's knees. You are the bee's Um, knees. uh, Other than that, uh, also from Hasbro, uh, awesome... Releases they just released today. Uh, let me see here. You can still pre-order Johnny. Uh, you can still pre-order Sue Storm, uh, and that's it. But actually, the only ones that you can pre-order are they released two Johnnies. So they released Human Torch, like Flame on Human Torch. Right, he's sold out naturally. Uh, and then you could also release normal Johnny Storm in the Fantastic Four outfit. He is still up for pre-order. And then with Sue, they released a translucent, see-through, you know, invisible Sue Storm. You could still pre-order that one, but the normal, traditional Sue Storm in the Fantastic Four outfit sold out. Uh, These are awesome because they come on, like, the 1990 animated show card back from those figures that came out the same time that show did. Um, They've been doing this a lot. They did it with Spider-Man. They've been doing it with X-Men figures. Yeah. they did do a Fantastic Four one previously, but it was just Doctor Doom. Uh, it was a one-off. Uh, that that's a really cool figure. But uh, they released, you know, the 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 Fantastic Four, uh, two Johnnies, two Sues, a normal thing, uh, which looks awesome. That thing looks really cool. Yeah. Um, they released a Reed Richards, which I really like because they gave him the lab coat. I did and removable that. arms, so you can have him with the lab coat on, lab that's coat good. off. I heard people complaining about the fingers. Yeah, so the, they're easily broken or something like that. They people have broken them trying to take them out of the package. Yeah, his fingers stretch. So the the Reed Richards they released earlier uh, about a year or two ago, they were more like the ultimate Fantastic Four. So right. it was like the grizzled bearded Reed Richards. Yeah. And he had the hands with the long fingers. Uh the one that I have is the Walgreens exclusive that came out. And that was the Fantastic Four, like we see with these figures, but instead of the white traditional, it was the blue, the dark blue. So, like, the 90s uh, incarnation of the Fantastic yeah. Four. And he didn't have those long fingers. He just came with, like, longer arms which that is, stretched Which out. I feel is a better—I feel like that's cooler yeah. and less risky. Yeah. To have the long arm, Mr. Fantastic is cool. Didn't they used to have a couple stretchy ones? They did, yeah. But those would deteriorate pretty rapidly that's over I, time. That's what I heard. So, so um— but I, I do like that they gave him the lab coat. 
I think the lab coat's pretty cool. Um, and then they also included a Psycho Man figure, which looks pretty cool. Yeah. And then uh, the final one is the uh, High Evolutionary. Um, these guys are both in the animated series as, you know, one-off they're all in the, uh, the, the PS1 Fantastic Four game. Too. Were they? I, I know, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that they were. So they also did release a three-pack uh, for X-Force, which looks pretty cool. It comes with um, Richter, who they've never made in figure form in Ever. Marvel Legends. Okay. Yeah, and people have been wanting this figure for a long time. Uh, people are kind of pissed off that you have it's a three-pack. But it does come with Domino and Cannonball. The Domino is a completely new sculpt. It's like how she was in the X-Force comics. It's not like the traditional black wetsuit yeah. Domino. She's got the helmet. She's got the shoulder pads. And then the Cannonball figure is pretty much a straight-up repack of the previous Cannonball figure they released. But a lot of people were pissed off with that because it was just like a torso yeah. with a fire effect. Like, they didn't give you interchangeable legs. Wow. So they listened to people complaining about that, and it's the same figure pretty much with the, the cannonball effect as well as they gave you the interchangeable legs. Okay. So, I mean, I'm not really bothered by this because, like, I figured we were going to get a Domino Cannonball 2-pack uh, anyway. Uh, so the fact that they just threw Richter in there... Um, I think that's a, just an added bonus. Uh, I'm not a huge X Force fan, but for those who are, like I, like I know the Havoc X Force. Yeah. That's that's right. That's more my alley. Um, cause it actually, wasn't and it's not like a bad price. Like the individual figures are 23 bucks. Yeah. Um, this three pack is 63 bucks. So you're basically so you're getting a little bit of money. Yeah, yeah, you're saving a little bit. So it's not a terrible, terrible. Uh, price point for the the three pack not at all um so those just dropped today for pre-order you can get them on hasbro pulse except for uh yeah the the main fantastic four but you could still probably pre-order these through third-party websites right. as well so okay it's very good yeah is that uh is that it for that's pretty much all i got okay um comic book releases has kind of been slow i'm still waiting on last ronin four they're just dragging their fucking feet with that thing like crazy it's supposed to be out by now yeah so i got some backlogs to get um I know they released a new issue of that Crushing Lobo series I've been into. The Rorschach series is coming to a close. Issue 11, I believe, comes out this week out of 12. Um, yeah, so there's some good stuff out there. Good, 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 good. All right, well, I guess that leaves uh, some comic book reading time now, Let's right? Let's do it up, Matt. Let's what do you do got there? What do you got? This week this is my first, I think it's my first, dabble into the world of Alpha Flight. Oh, so good. So I'm excited. I don't think I've ever read an Alpha Flight book. Sasquatch. What? Who else is in there? North Star. North Star. Um, is Guardian in there? I don't know. Is Guardian was the one with like the half red, half white. He's got like the I half think, maple leaf. I, I think, think so. that was Guardian. I get Guardian like because there's also the DC Guardian. Right. And I remember him from the Doomsday Death of Superman line. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not super familiar with Alpha Flight. I know it's supposed to be like Can- Canada's Avengers. I almost said Canadia. Uh, Canada's Avengers team, but their own, you know, their own kind of squad. Um, and it's got Puck on it. Puck's on the cover. He's bouncing around, and I'm not very familiar with Puck. Uh, like, literally, I, I know very, very little about Alpha Flight. So I'm uh, going to jump into it. It starts off, uh, this is from 1983, by the way. I wonder if this is, like, straight up, like, their fifth issue ever. I'm very curious because it is Alpha Flight number five. This is a very cool Burger Time ad on the inside cover. Man, is that look at that color on that? 
I love. I always the- like old video games. It just makes me think of Wreck It Ralph and makes me appreciate that movie all. Oh, much more. so much more! It's such a good movie. Um. All right. So it. Uh. This movie or this movie. Jesus. Uh. This comic book starts off with. Uh, with Judd, a.k.a. Puck, he's laying in a hospital bed, and he's getting looked at by a doctor, and there are some nurses. Uh, they're trying to treat him. He has some kind of in- injuries. Uh, apparently, the doctor's name, I-, I don't know if they were trying to be, like, tr- like tricky, but, like, his last name or so, is literally Dr. Two Young Men. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I- I- he knows that it's Puck, I think. Okay. But, and he's on, like, that's him. Like, that's him. Okay. That, that that guy that has like yeah. the Loki costume. Yeah. His little name is Dr. Two Young Men. And Two Young Men? Two Young it literally spells out T W O Y O U N G M E N. And I know like, you know, it's probably like a, a play on Native American last names, but you couldn't have thought anything better than that. Different era, Matthew. <laughs> I, Different I, era. I, I guess so. Yeah, the eighties were wild. Ladies were wild. Anyways, uh, so there's a bunch of nurses talking. They're all talking how they want to pretty much jump Judd's rod, Um, jump his bones. They're all they're into him. They're into him. They're hot for they're hot for Puck. All right, he's talking. He's sitting. You know, you know, he's got a tree trunk down there. Oh, I'm sure he does. Like it's not long, but it's girthy. I'm sure it's it's quite six feet around. I'm sure. Oh, shaman! Shaman is the is is oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. is Doctor yep. Two Young Men's yep. superhero alias. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's telling him he's gonna offer to heal him up and this and that. And uh, one of the nurses comes in. She's like, "Good afternoon, Mister Judd. Time for your bath." And he goes, "Another one." It's one of the, the perverted old ladies. And he's just like, "Man, you chicks must think I'm the dirtiest guy in the hospital, eh?" Well, come on in, sweet thing. And this time, I'll let me tell you something about the time I went tiger hunting in in Nepal. Um. All right, so he wakes up later. He's in a lot of pain. He's in a lot of pain. He's looking for a nurse. Uh, he crawls out of bed, and this is the first time I realized he was a little person. Uh, but he can't find anybody. He, he pulled the, the nurse cord. Nobody came. He looks up. There's no one at the uh, no one at the front desk. However, he sees somebody in the background uh, messing with some stuff and things. <gasps> the nurse looks like a junkie. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Anyways, her hand's shaking. Her hand's shaking, and she, he's going to get a. She gives him a shot, uh, but he's like, something's not right. He, he doesn't officially know she's a she's a junkie, but it's almost pretty obvious. She's taking the strap off. She's got a syringe, and this and that. So he's like, okay, something's not right. He he crawls. He's he escapes out of his room, and he's bragging about, oh, man, being little really has its perks. And he's hiding around, and he finds out that one there's a there's. Uh, one of the bottle colors is a lot lighter than the others. He starts bouncing around. There's some shady-looking guy, and he finds out that this doctor's office has been uh, has been part of a drug ring, the leader of a drug drug ring selling. This comic book is ahead of its time. Yeah, well, it, they dealt with a lot of this with the '80s, right? Or yeah, the, but I mean, that shit was going on. That shit was going on for a long time. Yeah, doctors pushing pushing pills and pushing all meds sorts of stuff. They're straight up drug dealers. Uh, yeah. So getting um, backhanded uh, back alley deals here. Yeah, it's pretty wild. So Judd, aka Puck, is now in the lead doctor's office, and he goes, uh, you know, so or the administrator, chief administrator's office. So what I need is for your security people to look the other way for a little while, eh? Um, and and the chief administrator goes, I appreciate your offer, Mister Judd, but if this matters is as serious as you feel, 
or you contend I feel compelled to inform the police. And he and Judd goes, not yet, Dr. Claiborne. Give me 48 hours, and I'll do their job for them. And, uh, you know, he actually admits to this chief administrative officer that he is Puck. Um Puck puts out his... Damn. Yeah, he Giving goes all out. identity away. He did. He just handed it right to him. Damn. He gets into his costume. He goes around. He sees a van. He sees the nurse uh, dropping off drugs into one of the drug vans. And he gets pissed. He tails the van. He beats up the druggies who are selling stuff. Uh, kicks him in the face. Does some cool little Puck stuff. So you know, what, 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 describe what Puck stuff uh, is. Just flipping around like a... <laughs> like a hockey puck. Yes, like a hockey puck. Does he ever knuckle Puck? No. I don't I don't think he does. Damn. I don't think he's he does. Keenan from Keenan he, and Kill. <laughs> he's bouncing all over the place. There oh, this is so I had missed this the first time. There's an NBC Saturday morning cartoon advertisement. Oh man. I'd pity the fool who missed those cartoons. What is it? You got Mr. T. Mr. T, Hulk, Smurfs, Spider Man and his amazing friends, Flintstones, Alvin and the Chipmunks, and is that That's some good stuff. Thunder the Barbarian. Oh, I remember that. The shirt tails? What is the shirt tails? Not to be confused with ducktails. No. Woo! I would hope not. Oh, that's so cool. I, that's why I love old comic books. All right. So he's in pain. Puck's in pain. He's he's bleeding all over the place from whatever his injuries are. He goes to reach for the phone to call the cl- the police, and he zonks out. He falls. He passes out from the pain. He wakes up. He shakes. There's a detective's hand. He you know he's he's explaining. Hey, there's a big drug ring coming out of this place. This and that, this and that. Uh, the chief administrative officer walks away with the uh, with the um, with the the police officer, and he's like, "Yeah, unfortunately, you know, as, as great as it was that Puck did that, um, he's not going to make it through the night." I didn't wish to say anything in front of him, of course, but there's a high probability he will not live through the night. And the the police officer is like, "What? He looks so healthy. How?" And and uh, administrative officer goes, "He's riding away with a painkiller at the moment. It can be deceptive." Well. Good evening, Sergeant. He kicks him out. Minutes later, uh, the chief administrative guy comes in. He goes to uh, drawing something from a vial. He goes, you're going to need a rest, a long rest. And Puck punches him in the face. Of course. Because he's the leader of the drug ring. And he beats the crap. It's hilarious. It's a good shot, too. It's a, it's a, he smacks him right across Oh, the he face. looks like such a drug pusher. Oh, hell yeah. What a mule. Yeah. He beats him up. He's giving him the whole talking to, you junkie bastard. You create junkies. You know, screw you. I'm going to call the sergeant back. And and ends with, he just says, seems like he didn't pick up all the garbage. And that's how it ends. There's a little side story in here. There's a very cool Kool-Aid, the video game. Kool-Aid Man, the video oh game God. advertisement. Oh, which is you busting through walls constantly I, and, and I would quenching so. the thirst. It children. looks like a bad game. And then there's Cuba. There were so the many bad ones. Oh, I know. I know. Atari was terrible. Yes. But, um, but yeah, so that's Alpha Flight number five. Oh, very nice. I, I do love Alpha Flight. I, I that, that's uh that's a comic book movie I would enjoy to see very much. Oh, for sure. For sure. So. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um Baron, do you have anything today? <laughs> oh, yes, yes. yes. Uh, you uh you may not know this about me, but uh, I am a very uh I, uh, I admire cat cats, kitty cats, you see. Yes, you are part of those. Kitty I do cats. like kitty cats. You see, uh, predominantly little orange ones. Yes, a big fat orange ones, if you will. Uh, especially ones that despise the day Monday. 
So I will paint you a picture. You see, there's this sappy-looking gentleman wearing a blue-collared shirt. Looks like a dope. Uh, and he's sitting next to this wonderful orange fat cat. His name is Garfield. My see. dog has no idea what's going on right You'll now. You'll see, yes. <laughs> and he is, uh, he looks he looks kind of like he's looking at this uh, yellow dog. Looks as clueless as your dog. Very happy, but a little clueless. Yeah. That's okay. That's, you know, that is what it is. You see Garfield's looking outside and he says, Ah, oh, what a dismal day. He's looking at the rain, you see. He says, I hate the rain. But in the background, you see, little creepy crawlers coming up beside him. Mm. Two, not one, but two spiders, you see. Garfield looks at these spiders and he says, I hate spiders. Spiders! And he runs outside, you see, into the pouring rain. Oh, he's drenched. His ears are no longer pointy and cute, but floppy and saturated with water. He points up to the heavens and he says, I hate spiders more than I hate the rain. Mm. Perhaps he shall come in contact with the itsy-bitsy spider. I hope not for his sake. We shall see. That's a good read, Baron. Thank you. Thanks, Baron, for that wonderful read. (laughs) All right. Uh, So I have a Deadpool comic. Oh, very good. From 2012. Uh, I just bought this. It's a, a a compendium here. It's just called Deadpool Flashbacks. So there's no rhyme or reason to them. They are just different era of history with Deadpool in them. And I read a few, but one really stood out to me that I really enjoyed. Uh, half because I like the era and just because it was a very fun read and... Uh, it was just very enjoyable. Um, so this is this is Deadpool, New York, nineteen seventy seven. Deadpool's reading a newspaper. Point forty four killer, son of Sam, terrorizes the Big Apple, and we see Deadpool sitting on a couch wearing checkered bell bottom pants with a huge belt buckle. He's got a a butterfly collared button up shirt with a black vest on. He's got Mr. T style chains hanging around his neck underneath that butterfly collar. And he's got a big old afro around his mask with a fro pick in it. Downtown and our hero's fourth floor walk up. Wade Wilson, the diabolical Deadpool, pursues a periodical published by Persnickety J. Jonah Jameson. Deadpool goes, oh, man, that's the funniest thing I've ever read. Man, I love this comic strip, Kathy, but I wish her luck finding a good man these days. I hope she finds one. She could shake it up with this Son of Sam guy. Hold up. This, this kind of looks promising. Our unfortunate-faced hero has made a fortuitous discovery, and he finds an ad for Heroes for Hire. Do you need a service of a chemically altered ex-con, a millionaire orphan? Well, we're here to help. Wanted for a crime you didn't commit? Do you have trouble in Little Tokyo? Are you looking for a priceless Jade Tiger statue? Are robots attacking your Harlem restaurant? Is your theater firebombed? Well, we can help. Call the heroes for hire. Deadpool goes like, wait, I'm a hero. I I could be for hire. So we cut to a 1970s shot of New York City. 
A merc with a mouth hero is on his way uptown when he runs into an elderly woman that just might be familiar to members of this merry marble marching society. Oh, if I were you, young man, I wouldn't go down there. Deadpool asks this kind old woman, why, did you like gas or something? No, there's no respect anymore for New York City's kids. They're turning into monsters. It's like I tell my nephew Peter Parker, New York is crazy. It's a scary place. Deadpool responds, don't worry, I can handle myself. I'm talking about you, you crazy costume freak. Get out of my New York. Like like that awful Spider-Man. My husband was shot by goofballs like you. Deadpool responds, hey, 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 just be glad we got to him before he could shoot himself. Oh, Aunt May did not like that comment. She pepper sprays the shit out of poor Deadpool. He's got tears streaming down his face, and he falls down the steps into the down of the subway. Well, that didn't go well for our freakishly featured friend, did it? He says, that crazy old bat, oh, gosh. He makes his way to the men's room to try to wash his eyes out. Oh, and he opens the door, and he slams it into these two German-looking guys on roller skates. And he knocks them over, and he says, hey, they say, well, watch out, you freak. You better watch out. Nobody cuts in line of Times Square's bathrooms, you copacetic. Deadpool looks at him, he goes, you fools are tripping. This is gonna get ugly. Let's sit this one out, shall we? We see the bathroom door. Bam! Slam! Bam! And right outside, Deadpool walks out, and he's greeted by a group of gentlemen dressed up like the New York Yankees, but with some face paint on. And the one guy says, Not so fast, weirdo. Did you beat up those guys in the bathroom? And he says, That's none of your business. I do what I do in public restrooms, and you can't question me. And the other guy says, I hope you didn't beat him up, because we wanted to beat him up first. Deadpool goes, hey, I know you guys. You're, and the one guy cuts him off, and he says, just Josh and dude, we're copacetic. Deadpool goes, there's that word again. What does it mean? The one guy says, it's an adjective meaning agreeable. (laughs) Deadpool punches him right in his gut. The other guy's like, whoa, man. Deadpool's kicking the shit out of all of them. Are these guys supposed to be a play on the baseball furies? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, for sure. For sure. They look just like them. So Deadpool beats the shell all of them. Two and a half minutes later, wow! Looks like the man in red and black painted these gentlemen red, black, and blue. Deadpool goes, I think I broke your friend. Oh, never mind. I feel a pulse. The one guy goes, hey, man, that's not cool. He's our pitcher. Deadpool goes, you mean you're not a terrifying late 70s all-Caucasian baseball-themed street gang? The one guy goes, no, man, we're a softball team, and we're on our way to a KISS concert. Deadpool goes, (laughs) (laughs) the one guy goes, yeah, we were going to rock and roll all night, and you ruined that. And then Deadpool goes, hey, man, later, come find me when you want a rematch. And he jumps over the turnstile, but there's a cop there. Oh, there's a subway train barreling down on him. Oops, looks like even a hero can make a mistake. Later, uptown, we see a sign, Heroes for Hire. 
as two heroic chums, Danny Rand, a.k.a. Iron Fist, and Luke Cage, the preposterously powerful power man, meet with a potential client. Deadpool just smashes through their front door. Did somebody order a hero? Glasses flying everywhere. People are freaking out. Power Man, he steps right up and he goes, Sweet sister, what the heck am I seeing? An Iron Fist, who the hell are you? And then one of their clients, Oh, some madre of the smios. Well, true believers, it looks like Luke Cage is about to lose his temper. And you don't want to see him when he blows his stack. Iron Fist, he's holding Luke Cage back, and Deadpool's like, Hey, guys, I saw your ad in the Bugle, and I'm here, and I'm a hero, and I am also for hire. Luke Cage goes, We ain't hiring! Iron Fist is like, Yeah, we are the heroes, and we're for hiring. We aren't looking for other heroes to hire. And then Deadpool goes, Well, man, you know, um, 70s books are uh, popular with team-up books, so I thought I'd bring you guys up to the big leagues. Luke Cage tells him he's going to put him on traction. So, you know, Deadpool, he's like, oh, I'm sorry about my do- b- busting your door down. You can you can dock my first paycheck. <laughs> and then he goes, what seems to be the problem with what's-her-face here? And it's this poor woman. She's crying her eyes out. Oh, me husband, he's dead. And then Luke Cage goes, this is Mrs. Camacho. Please continue and ignore this clown. Deadpool reminds him, actually, it's uh, Ms. Camacho. She just said her husband died. Luke Cage goes, shut your beak, you jive turkey. (gasps) Deadpool goes, sorry, man, just please continue. You were crying about your dead husband. Please continue. And she, this this Miss Camacho, she says, well, my husband was murdered in the bodega, and now they're threatening me and my very pretty daughter. I just seen the cover. I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh, it's so great. I just seen the cover of this book. So great. Holy shit. So good. (laughs) It's like 1970s. Pam Greer glory. Oh, my God. She says, the cops, they have gotten nowhere with my case. Deadpool's like, sorry, I I can't focus, Luke Cage. Power Man just called me a jive-ass turkey. And then Iron Fist just looks and he goes, hey, Luke, uh, when you ignore him, he just talks to himself. So now that the introductions are out of the way, the nice Camacho widow relays her terrible tale of terror. She says, uh, a gang was shaking him down for protection money. Their boss, the wise man, he looks like a pimp, but he wears all white. And then Luke Cage goes, I think you mean the white man? And Deadpool's like, whoa, 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 let's not get racial here. And just because he's a pimp, you can't assume that he's white. And Miss Camacho, she says, yes, the white man. I think that's what they call him. He stood in the doorway yelling directions at his men. The cops, they do nothing. When I see your ad in the bugle. Iron Fist is like, we've been hearing more about the white man. Miss Camacho replies, yes, the white man is no bueno. Power, uh, Luke, Luke Cage, that's the word on the street. Deadpool's like, this is all really, uh, is this approved by the comic code? I mean, this is getting a little racy. And Luke Cage, he tells him, don't ever shut your trap and zip it before I throw you out. Ms. Camacho, she says, my daughter is so young, I worry she'll be lost without her papa. Her make poor decisions and God forbid she get knocked up. So, you know, they they realize that they got to help this woman. And Iron Fist, he goes, what else can you tell us about the white man? 
And then Deadpool's like, the white man's superpower is to be able to inflict, infect any blanket with smallpox. <laughs> Deadpool looks at Luke Cage. He goes, let's put this to a vote. I say we take our case. And Luke Cage goes, the heroes for hire are on a job. You stay out on the street. Miss Camacho, I'm Power Man. Deadpool says, I'm Deadpool. Iron Fist says, I'm, I'm Iron Man. And we're going to take your case and bring your husband's killer to justice. He goes, we'll pose as the new owners of your bodega. And when the white man's gang comes to shake us down, they'll find themselves in a world of hurt. Solid plan, Danny. Deadpool also agrees. That sounds like a great plan. They want Deadpool to pay for his the door that he busted. And he's like, uh, you know, I could, but but we're teammates. Luke Cage just tosses him out the window. Next shot we see later that night. Sweet swinging Serpico. Our two heroes are deep, deep undercover at Camacho's Bodega. And we're introduced to Carmelita, the daughter of Miss Camacho. And I must say, she is a uh, image of beauty. Hmm. And he says, don't worry, Miss Camacho. Our plan will work. And you and your beautiful daughter, Carmelita, will be safe. And he goes, hey, Luke, can you help that customer over there? He says, I dig it. He goes, hey, little man, give me that candy. I'll take your hand. The little kid's trying to steal candy. He says, I'm sorry. Sorry ain't going to keep you out of jail. It's no place for a little man to be... You dig. So, so uh, Iron Fist says, yeah, besides, we're all out of room for another shoplifter's hand. And we're running out of drawer space. And bam, who walks in the door at this moment? Perhaps Deadpool? No. It is Dead Pimp. <gasps> That's, and they, you know, he goes, I'm Dead Pimp. You dumb grocers better have my money. Luke Cage goes, this man's got to be tripping. And then Iron Fist like, we got this handle, Deadpool. He goes, I said my name is Dead Pimp. It's Deadpool, and he picked the wrong two guys to mess with. So, and he, so, so it's Deadpool with uh, maroon bell bottoms on, a big heart belt buckle, a black trench coat with leathered uh, lapels and uh, cuffs, as well as a nice big red hat. Yeah. So he's pimping himself out. Okay. And uh, Deadpool looks at him. He goes, don't make me have to put a foot up your ass. And he looks over to Miss Camacho and he says, don't worry. I wouldn't do that. It's really me. It's Deadpool. But don't ruin my disguise. I thought I'd speed things up a bit, you know? If the white man's gang sees me shaking you down for their territory, they'll come after me for sure. Miss Camacho, your daughter is my caliente. You're still Paquito Caliente, too. Don't worry. You'll find someone new. So, Iron Fist, he's like, I hate to say this, but let's just pay him a couple of bucks just in case the white man's gang is watching right now. Luke Cage, Danny, baby, just let me hit him 25 times. Deadpool, they give him some money. They have it look like he shook him down. And he goes, first, I'm going to beat your butts a little bit. Before I take this money, capiche? So out walks Deadpool. He says, hey, keep walking, citizens, unless you want to feel Dead Pimp's wrath. So 
We got Luke Cage and Iron Fist. I guess they're going to kind of play along. Uh, and then we see Danny Rand. If you are Daniel Rand, Kai the Iron Fist, you'll steal yourself. Drawn to on your chi. You focus every iota of your being into your hand until it seems to smolder and glow and become a thing of... Oh, Deadpool says, sorry, guys. He just busts a wooden chair over Luke Cage's head. He says, take that, you cheap store owning mothers. <laughs> Iron Fist goes, we just got to play along. And then Luke Cage goes, maybe the white man's men will grease him. So Deadpool makes it look like he's kicking their ass. And then he goes, hey, I got an idea. I'm just going to take this scratch for my first paycheck. Luke Cage goes, sucker, you are so dead. Pool. I'm Deadpool. I told you that's my name. I say you are no raven, but I doubt you'll get it. You better run, Deadpool, as he runs out of the bodega. He's got a sack with a dollar sign on it, just so you know. that That's what he's got. He's thinking to himself, run, Deadpool, run. But, oh, he runs right into, oops. Not for long you're going to run, Deadpool. And he says he runs right into the white man's gang, and they got Boards, two by fours. They got chains. And he says, hey, guys, don't mind me. I'm just extorting protection money from the new owners of the Camacho Bodega. The one guy says, ah, boss ain't going to like that. You getting protection money from the people he was going to get protection money from. And he says, let's get him for the white man. Deadpool goes, "Uh, that sounds a little racist. You might want to tone that back a little bit. (laughs) So they just beat the living piss out of him. (laughs) They got brass knuckles. Chains, two by fours, they're pounding the shit out of Deadpool. Deadpool's trying to get out of there, but the one guy grabs uh what the fuck are those things called? The Nunchucks? No, the slapjack. Oh grabs okay. a slapjack and he says, Hit that mother again. He says, Nighty night, whomp. Smacks poor Deadpool right on the head. He's seeing stars. Ooh, and we are introduced to the white man. He looks like uh Tom Selleck, an albino Tom Selleck with a Three-piece white suit. The trench coat is white, but it has zebra lapels. He's got a pink shirt, and he's got a big old hat. That's the <laughs> white man. <laughs> he says, dead pimp, huh? You're gonna be. You must be crazy to come into my neighborhood and try to take my money from my neighbors. Have you ever heard of the white man? Deadpool responds, well, only in a figurative sense. I mean, white man, anyone after tell you that you look like the bad guy in my Nana's Mexican telenovas. Silence, you idiot! And we see a close, he's got this cane, and it, it's got a normal silver silver bottom, and then it looks like a, uh, a female from the, the torso up, arms above her head, and she's holding this big diamond. He smacks Deadpool right across the face with it. Your disco dancing days are done, Deadpool. And as he smacks him over, he knocks a box over. And he says, that's a nice try, white guy, but only caught one of my heroes for hire. The other two will be on their way to rescue me. And as he knocks the box over, all these rings, they just spill out onto the floor. And he, you know, what are those? Hmm, those rings, they look awful familiar. Deadpool goes, hey, those those look a lot like the Mandarin's power rings. That's it. They do. They look like the power rings the Mandarin wears. Deadpool replies, I just said that, narrator. 
What man? He says, yes, the Mandarin is a close personal friend of mine. I've discovered that times and items of mythical powers can be very, very profitable. And Deadpool responds, well, these look like knockoffs. Speaking of fake and the Mandarin, I really love the third iron. Shut up! You're not knockoffs. Deadpool goes, so wait, they... You're really friends with the Mandarin? Well, I've met him. He sold me this cane. It's a power cane. So I watch myself if I were you. He says, put him in there with the Camacho girl, and we'll kill him after we catch his partners. Deadpool then realizes he probably shouldn't have told him he had two partners. So they throw him in this room with a ping pong table, and there's Carmelita, the daughter of Miss Camacho. He says, this is, a nice, uh, this is a nice little basement he got here. It needs a foosball table, but that's no talking in there. So Deadpool, he looks back as the white man closes the door on him, and he says, you know, I'll get you for this, white man. Nobody locks Deadpool into a tastefully appointed game room with a hot babe. The white man kills, but the white man knows how to live, too. <laughs> Carmelita looks at Deadpool. She unties him. She says, Deadpool goes, so, Miss Camacho's hot daughter, what are you doing here? She says, my name is Carmelita. They said I'd make too much trouble. Now they kill me. You too? And he says, if there was only something we could do to get our certain deaths off of our mind. And she says, oh, I think there's something we could do. And she starts taking off her top. Ooh, we see a shot. She's taking off her bottoms. Deadpool goes, yeah, baby, the most fun thing that two consenting adults can have together. Battle Boat! He pulls out the Battle Boat board game. Incredible game, but I bet it would make a terrible movie. What do you think? And she says, you want to play a game? These are our last minutes. I want to spend them loving. So Deadpool tosses the game aside, and he goes, I'll torpedo you first. Then, maybe after, if you're still in the mood, I'll sink your battle. She just tells him to shut up. He goes, that's decent. Well, we things are getting pretty hot in here. And this is great. So we see a little shot of the battle boat game being knocked over. Then we see a little shot of a telephone. Then we see a little shot of Camelita with a rose draping over her face. Then we see a shot of a beaver. Then we see a shot of her draping the rose over Deadpool's face. Then we see a shot of a nine flag on the golf greens with a ball slowly rolling in the hole. Then we see a picture of a gun that is holstered. Then we see a picture of Camelita's face smiling with a silhouette of her voluptuous body behind her. Mm. Then we see a picture of a pin slowly entering the hole on the battle boat game. Then we see a picture of Camelita's lips looking like they're in a, a sensuous pleasure. Then we see a shot from the Kama Sutra. Then we see a picture of a whip going up about to be coming down. Then we see a picture of a a train entering a tunnel. Then we see a picture of a lava lamp. Then we see a picture of a rocket going into outer space. And Deadpool is about to, you know, go into space. Yeah, I bet he He is. He says, I'm going to sink your... And she says, shut up. Do you feel that rumbling? Then we see a picture of a volcano exploding. Oh, it's Luke Cage. Sweet Christmas. Oh, man, I knew you were a creep. He's busted through the wall to rescue Deadpool and Camelita. And Deadpool goes, you couldn't have come at a worse time. And he goes, he goes, I bet I could have. <laughs> grabs Deadpool, yanks him out. Kamalita grabs Deadpool before he can go, and she goes, gives him a good luck kiss just in case something bad happens. Luke Cage goes, girl, this girl's crazy. He is something bad, and he's going to happen to you. 
Then we see Iron Fist in the warehouse hiding behind some boxes. And we see three of the white man's um, gang members. And they're all having a, a, a little discussion here. And he says, the one guy goes, and I say Coppola can do no wrong. The other guy replies, I agree that Godfather 2 is even better than the first film. But so by that right, Godfather 3 will be the best Godfather flick whenever Coppola gets around to making it. And then the other guy goes, man, Coppola ain't shit. George Lucas is the best motherfucker. And the other guy, the first gentleman, he goes, come on, he's done one good movie and this dorky space opera and no one likes THX 1138. They just pretend to like it. Hmm, movies. I <laughs> uh, don't really like movies. And then we see a shot of Luke Cage, Iron Fist, about to go into action. We see Deadpool army crawling on the floor right next to him, and he's singing a little song. Dirty deeds and a done for a reasonable price. Dirty <laughs> deeds and a done for a reasonable price. Hey, Iron Fist, you like our uh, new hero, uh, Heroes for Hire theme song? Iron Fist goes, that's an ACD song, ACDC song, and you got the lyrics wrong. Luke, I think you're right. He is a moron. Will Deadpool level fit in? They bust through the crate to fight the white man's henchman. He goes, Luke Cage goes, Cage is a raging baby. They start beating up some of the, the guys. Um, Luke Cage goes, Power Man is here, suckers. Come get some. <laughs> The white man, he's got his cosmic cane. He's pointing. He goes, kill those zeros that think they're heroes with extreme prejudice. (laughs) Deadpool says, not cool, white man. Leave the racists out of this. (laughs) This is so masterfully done. I feel bad for once saying that. Once you've read a Deadpool comic, you've read all of them. I said it to Micah one time, and I regret it right now. Yeah. You can find different gems from time to time. Yeah. So Deadpool, he's got his gun out. He's shooting here and there. He says, you guys are messing with the Heroes for Hire. And Deadpool, who is no way affiliated with these Heroes for Hire, after Luke Cage, goes, I don't think so. So this one guy, he takes the chain and he wraps it around Luke Cage. And Luke Cage goes, good luck with that. Power Man's unchained and disarming you. And as he, like, takes the chain, he then wraps it around the guy's arms and he, like, pulls it and rips the guy's arms right off his socket. Holy shit. So Kamalita, she comes out to see what the, all the hubbub's about. And she goes, I heard punching. Is Deadpool all right? The white man says, get her! Kamalita, run, says Iron Fist. And as the gang member closes in on the delicious Kamalita, an icy calm settles over your mind and your body. A gathering in of the will and soul. Your chi is ready to explode. Deadpool pops right in front of... Iron Fist, and he takes the sword, and he just cuts the guy right down the middle. He says, you better split. Do people still say that? Iron Fist goes, what? I had him, Deadpool. Come on. I mean, plus, when I get charged up and I and I don't get to hit something, it starts to hurt. So the white man, he pops in with his power cane, and he says, time to show you what uh, this Chinese wood can do. Deadpool says, no thanks. And he takes one of his henchmen, one of the white man's henchmen, and he puts it in front of him, and the white man turns him into stone. Oh. So Deadpool goes, Iron Fist isn't the only one around here with a martial arts training. Hey-ya! And he goes for the double poke to the eyes. Huh. But the white man counters it, and he goes, easily countered. Now to make you hard as a rock forever. And he blocked it with the cane, so Deadpool's fingers are on either side of the cane. Oh. Deadpool goes, you first, and he takes the cane, and he touches the white man with it, so he turns to stone. <gasps> Luke Cage goes, Damn, 
Not even a white man deserved to go out like that. <laughs> Deadpool goes, well, what do you know? Deadpool can't do anything right. Well, excuse me. Iron Fist finally gets to hit one of uh, one of the white man's henchmen. Your hand, when it becomes a fist of iron, you strike. Punches the guy right through the wall. And he goes, whew, finally. He was all pent up. So the white man... All his henchmen are being overrun by the cops. They finally busted in to take down this Mother Hubbard. So they take it, and they uh, they take all the white man's henchmen away, and then Gwen State or not Gwen, uh, what's her dad's name? Uh, whatever. Officer Stacy. Oh, uh, yeah. I he think walks it's John in. John Stacy. I don't know. So he walks in. He's, he's, he's a head honcho here. Deadpool goes to take his mask off, and we see his disfigured face. And uh, Luke Cage just goes, oh, yeah. And then Carmelita, disgusting. <laughs> no, that Deadpool has made a love connection. Deadpool walks over to Carmelita. He goes, come here and give me some sugar, Carmelita. She says she can't. And she just throws up everywhere. Well, okay, then never mind. Deadpool goes, well, my feelings are really hurt. And then Luke Cage goes, I thought Deadpool was a brother. And then Luke uh, Iron Fist goes, he's not exactly white. He looks kind of like a candle. <laughs> and then Deadpool goes, it's easier to mask your hurt feelings with an actual mask. Minutes later, we see the cops outside the building. We see Deadpool, Iron Fist, and Luke Cage walking out. Job well done. They, they broke it up. Deadpool goes, thanks, guys. Good things are going to start happening for me right now. And Luke Cage, I can hear you crying under that mask. Then we hear off screen, hey, there he is, the ugly guy with the afro. He did it. And we see the baseball furies. They're back. <gasps> Luke Cage goes, damn, looks like you got some company. The one guy looks at Deadpool and he goes, get that dude. Teach him not to mess with us. Deadpool goes, you, you should, I should warn you, I've already beaten up one softball team tonight. I don't, it don't make no difference if I beat up another. And the guy goes, that was us. We just washed off our makeup. And then Deadpool goes, come on, Kiss fans, get used to a life of disappointment. (laughs) But the baseball furies, they just start beating the shit out of them with the baseball bats. (laughs) Thump, thump, thump. They're just kicking the shit out of them. And then uh, Officer Stacy, he grabs the one. He's all right, that's enough. He's had enough. Get off of him. And the one baseball fury goes, anyone who comes to our neighborhood gets their ass beaten. Except we're going to wear our Kiss makeup all the time. And we won't talk anymore. We'll be way more effective if we act like scary bimes with baseball bats. Well, kids these days. <laughs> Deadpool thinks, thank you very much, Captain Stacy. And he goes, yeah, I'm always doing a good thing. I'm always having a good day. Let's pretend we didn't hear you that. How could I not have a good day? I mean, I've got my health and the greatest daughter in the world. My life is perfect. Ooh, I don't know if his life's always going to be so perfect. So then we see a shot of the white man as a statue, and we see uh, we see this man bring him into this room with a television, and it appears to be a, a song on his, Who Can It Be Now? Mm-hmm. But that was that, but that was not the end of the white man. He was bought in a police auction and sold as kitschy art. <laughs> then we see him a little bit later. Uh, we see a VCR with a television this time. Oh. Don't worry. Be happy. 
Oh, in the first shot, too, there's a bird in a cage, and he's kind of small. Now the bird in a cage is a little bigger. Yep, that's right. I'm still here. This old caption box has still got it. Then we see him again. Uh, the bird is in a picture frame now, and there's an urn underneath it with R.I.P. Uh, the TV's a little bigger, but we see Barney the Dinosaur on there oh, doing his yeah. song. You know, that he loves you, I love me, we're a great big family. So now we cut to present day. CD. We cut to present day. And we see these hoity-toity movers, and he's like, who spends money on a pimp statue? The other guy goes, an idiot who gets foreclosed on. Oh, great. Smooth move, fellas. They knock the pimp statue over, and it breaks. Gasp. <gasps> Free. Vengeance will be the white man's. <laughs> he kills the two movers with his cane, his power cane. And he goes, the heroes for hire will pay. Power man and iron fist, and especially that partner Deadpool. Across town, we see the home of Luke Cage. And we see bald Luke Cage, and right next to him, he's got a picture of Jessica Jones with their baby. Mm. To be continued. Oh, that was hilarious. The end. Very I, good I'm read. a big fan of 70s black exploitation movies. Yeah. Like anything Fox Brown. Right. Pam Greer right. is great. I love the, the Napoleon Dynamite, the movie and the show. Um, just Just fun. Yeah. No, for sure. That was a very fun read. Very fun read. But uh, everybody, that is a wrap on this week's episode. We thank you so much for tuning in. Sitting through our news, sitting through the comic books. Y'all are wonderful. We appreciate you. Uh, In closing, as always, now this is podcasting. Ben Quadraneros. Okay, we all see celebrity stories on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere we can absorb information from every day. But what about the people in our hometowns who make the world go around but don't get any recognition for it? Hi, I'm Dan Torres, and my podcast, Your Average Ordinary, focuses on those people. Those people that have extraordinary lives, jobs, hobbies, talents that you may not even know about that you walk past on the street every day. Join me every Saturday as I'm joined with a new friend to talk about how their average ordinary life impacts so many others. And there's so much to talk about because there are so many different people. You like movies? We talk about that. You like acting? We talk about that a lot. You like video games? I'm always talking about video games. Join us every Saturday, Your Average Ordinary, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you can find.